Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. Why, God, why? Why did this have to happen? Where were you when that child got sick? Where are you when we go to children's hospital and see all of these little innocent babies and young toddlers going through pain and torture and anxiety and things they should never, ever have to go through? At least, that's our opinion. And that's the way we would have it. If I were God, everyone would love one another. Everyone would do this or that. In other words, if I were God, I would raise a little bunch of robots just running around saying, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I don't have any feelings. I don't have. And that isn't the way we were created. We are in an old, sinful, broken world. And believe it or not, we're sinful, broken people. Some people don't think that, but most of us who have been broken, especially growing up as children and teenagers and even into our 20s, when we knew that we weren't enough, that we weren't right with God, with the world, and with other people, it was so easy to just stay in that rut and never get out. And I don't understand why I had to go through all of that. Why was I the poor middle child that was 100 pounds overweight and hated the world and hated myself? Why did I have to be that one? Why couldn't I have been my sister Donna, who was valedictorian prom queen, head cheerleader, size six? I've got that phrase memorized, don't I? Or why couldn't I have been my brother Duke, who was six foot two and had a different girl every night and he was on all of the ball teams and I don't want to be anybody else now because I have found just as I hope you have that each one of us is fearfully and wonderfully made. Is it okay to cry out to God and ask him why? Well, of course it is, but we probably at that very second won't have an answer. We won't see until eternity, maybe millions of years later in our time frame, what God did with that certain situation, how a family bonded and came to pray to him and to know him and to call on him because of that sick child. Or it might have been someone was actually saved from something worse when they had to go through a delay. You know, we often hear about the 911 situation and all of the people that for some reason were late to work and they were so horribly filled with anxiety because they were running to be there on time and they just didn't get there until after the towers came down and they fell to their knees and they thanked God for the delay, for that missed cab, for that traffic situation, for that illness where you had to even call in. Some did that. But God, we know one thing, and it's not just a flippant scriptural thing to say all things work together for the good of those, because that is true. Romans eight twenty eight says it. 
But don't throw that at someone who is in the hospital sick and saying, well, you know, everything's just going to work together for the good and you're going to feel so good because of it. No, stop. He says to have sympathy with, to pray with those who are crying, to love on those who feel unloved, and to help those that we can help. There is so much on a day-by-day basis that we can do. We had a phone call last night from a neighbor whose husband is in the hospital, and she's had a series of things in the rest of her life going on, and even situations at the hospital that she just didn't understand. She was worn out. What do we do at a time like that? Say, well, you know, everything's working together for good, for God. That No, we said, you know what? We're going to go see him in the hospital tomorrow and cheer him up. I'm going to take my guitar and sing a couple of songs. And we could also stop on the way home and get you some soup and bring it and leave it at your at your house. And she said, well, I kind of like creamy, thick soup. And there was our answer. She said, yes, go see my husband. Thank you for that. He's very lonely and he's got a tough rehab ahead of him. What can you do, my friend, today, even if you don't feel like doing it? I reminded my husband the other day when we were meeting with some people, and he said, I don't really want to do this. And I said, well, you don't have to. And he said, I don't have to go. I said, no, you don't really have to want to. And he said, that's a trick you pulled on your students. And I used to do that when we would have a writing Um, exercise, and maybe I would have given the assignment, and I'm walking around the room looking over shoulders, and I'd come up on some kid that had blank paper in front of him when the rest had almost finished a page, and he would say, man, I don't want to do this, and I'd say, well, you don't have to, and he'd say, I don't have to do this, I'd say, no, you don't have to want to do it. (laughs) Just do it. And I would add a laugh and pat him on the back. And if he needed help getting started, I would ask him a point question. Like, what are you interested in? Oh, cars. Okay, start with that. Your assignment is, tell me something that you find fascinating. He said, well, I wouldn't say it's so fascinating. I said, do you understand how this works or that works? And he said, well, kind of. I said, I think that's fascinating that you know that. And he'd say, well, but how do I start? And I'd say, well, you just said I found it fascinating that the carburetor or the dual exhausts or overhead cams or whatever you're talking about, I find it fascinating that I know all about this and other people don't. He said, yeah, that's good. That's good. And he'd start writing. You know, there's so many little tiny things we can do to encourage people. It could be a word like that from a teacher when the student expects, well, if you don't do this, you're going to get an F. And if you get an F in this class, blah, 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 Charlie Brown's intercom, wah, 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 wah. But when we come to the neighbors or when we come to our community, even strangers on the street, there is so much we can do to give an encouraging word a little handout, 
bring some food. You see somebody on the street corner begging, and you think, well, they're just going to use this money to buy booze or dope or something. That may be true. But if you go and get them a couple of hamburgers and some French fries and some cold canned soda or bottled soda, and just give that to them along with a little Christian tract and give them $5, you have been a blessing. You have been the one who didn't cross the street for the Good Samaritan, or even for the Bad Samaritan. Whatever you consider yourself, good or bad, it doesn't matter. The Good Samaritan was the one that helped the man who was lying there all beat up and poverty-stricken, and I want to be that one. I don't have to feel like doing it. I have just come to do it. I keep a couple of dollars and a track down in the side of my car because so many times, especially here in the area where we live, there are homeless people, people who have had a bad start and they came to Florida to get warm and find work, and maybe they did or maybe they didn't. Some who, after COVID hit, have found themselves without work and in a situation they never thought they would be in. Or those who along in my community are simply getting older. And we have these situations and issues we go through. You'll find out one day, my friend, if you're not in your 60s or 70s or 80s yet, you will be. But I pray that you will find it in your heart to give, because as you give, so you shall receive. And he said, as you do unto one of these, even the least of these, you have done it as unto me. God, I thank you that you allow us to be your helpers here in this dark time in our world where there's a lot of hatred, there's a lot of animosity, there's a lot of prejudice, there's a lot of things happening that we don't understand. And we can cry out, even as the psalmist did, why, oh God, why? And we may or may not get an answer, but we do know that we can help many situations where we have not been yet. And thank you, God, that you will place them in front of us every day, that we might be your hands and your feet. And may we always do this for God's glory. Thank you, my friends, for being with me. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.